shooter. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And yeah, we go mace, there go your cutie. Oh, totally. See, and we were just up in Edmonton, um, or I was just up in Edmonton this weekend, and uh, I was hanging with my parents. Me and my dad went to the Apple store, which is where I bought these things, and um, also I started recording 30 seconds ago, so for those that are listening, um, talking about AirPods, but, and I know we're kind of going cowboy here a little bit, but anyways, I think we, I think I got enough here to, to discuss with people, but... Um, my dad's been kind of looking at like laptops and stuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to look at like MacBooks. And I kind of told him like, "No, nah, you don't really need something that high powered for what you use a computer for." Like he's he's like the average, you know, mid fifties guy who's just you know browsing the internet, using YouTube, watching Netflix on any sort of trips that him and my mom go on, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing too special. Mind you, who am I kidding? Outside of school, that's basically what I use a computer for outside it's of us true. podcasting. It's true. You know? Me too. Let's be real. And so, even then, it's like... But as we were looking at it, he's like, oh, so I was getting these AirPods, and then when I found him, he was looking at this $3,000 MacBook Pro. That's unnecessary for what he's doing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think I found the one I want. And I was like, I bet you did, bro. But guess what? You don't need it. No, so, you don't. You know, but we went through some of the features on it, and it's really cool. And if I was a high-level professional photographer, videographer, or um, like web designer or something like that, then I'm totally sure that that's exactly the kind of computer that I yeah. could or possibly need for my career. But not I for think, Facebook, Netflix, and Instagram. Not I, Instagram, I should say. Facebook, <clears throat> Netflix, and. Basic word word yeah. processing. But here's the interesting thing. I think Apple has hit this really interesting market of everyday people who have a desire to have their brand. Yeah. And well, that's the thing Apple's done well. You know, as a as a luxury brand, people want to have that that logo on their stuff. And I don't fault them for it one bit because it's like that's just it's you know, I like I like seeing a Nike swoosh on my shoes. Yeah. I like my seeing that Nike shoe. They don't. They, I pay them extra money just so they can put that little logo on my shoe. If you really yep. think about it that way, and Apple's achieved that level of success that they can do that too. And I mean, I think with computers it's a little different. Like, I didn't, you know, because Apple doesn't make their own processors in the computer market. So it's like in terms of just raw power, it's it's really like your dad should be getting a MacBook not because of the power or what it can do but just because it's like wow he can get his text messages on there it'll sync everything with his phone really good and easy if he's using an iPhone do you know what i mean it's like that's the benefit but then get like the MacBook Air for like 1000 bucks or 1200 bucks or whatever it is 100% <laughs> but yeah. but i think a big part of it too is like they use the top level processors they have always but everybody very, uses the same processors in the computer market. Apple uses not, proprietary stuff in the phone market, though. Do you know what no, I mean? No, no, so it's no. like you can get I, the same processor in a Windows machine you can, in the laptop market. Absolutely, you can, but it's not always what's inside of it. I, and I'm not saying that it's false advertising or anything like that. I am saying, though, for instance, that I have an HP laptop um, as well because I'm required to have a PC-based laptop for CPA. 
um, because it's yeah. the only type of tech that their exam software works on, and you know they're very strict about what kind of a computer you can use for it. The fact is that inside of it is an AMD processor, and not to say that as to why it, uh, not to say that that's the exact reason why it's, it, I wouldn't say functions as well as my Mac, but I do notice that it's not as responsive. It's not as quick as my Intel Core i7 that I have in this one. Right, you right. Know, and and so... Could, it could but, be just like, you're not comparing apples to apples and processors, but no, it could be a software thing too, right? And and 100%, there's so many factors. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I am saying that, you know, I would say that Apple has always prided themselves on using top-of-the-line technology within their... Um, devices and not to say that other uh, manufacturers aren't but there's also a reason why I, I would say it plays a part into the price discrepancy it's a reason why you can't buy a mac for less than a thousand dollars and yet you can go buy an acer an hp um yeah. whatever it might be but you're, a lenovo but you're not for comparing like 500 bucks apples to apples there no absolutely you know not I mean? like, and, and yeah. i'm not i'm not trying to there i'm more saying that there are different price scales for both needs and what's inside of it. It's the same reason why you it's can true. buy a Honda Civic for less than um, a Toyota Tundra. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm with you. They're, and, they're and different to be brands fair, and they're different. You're vehicles. right. They don't occupy the the value or the good that space. It's like you buy a thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar MacBook Air, and it's a high quality product. It's made well. The battery's gonna last. It's gonna be supported. Yeah, it's a different it's a different market segment altogether, right? See, and I don't I I genuinely think, and maybe I'm wrong here. You you could correct me if you don't agree with me. But I really think that the Apple market is not focused. Like, yes, their sales are focused on the everyday user, but I don't think that's what is intended by what is put inside of it. I think it's very much focused on professionals within kind of the artistic realm not to say that those artists can't use other technology because i'm sure that they do but mm -hmm. more just the fact that i think that a lot of the components within their products are focused on musicians uh photographers videographers web designers um you know app developers uh you know a lot of technology-based industry and that's why they're using high quality products now Let's not kid ourselves. We're all brand whores, and we get suckered in to mm -hmm. wanting the fancy little Apple logo that lights up on your laptop, or the newest iPhone, or whatever it might be. Right? We we all get sucked into that kind of world as well. Um, some more than others, such as myself, very much more than others. Um. But but I I genuinely don't know that that is. There, I mean, maybe I I can't speak on behalf of a you know trillion dollar company, but I just I do wonder you know like I don't think they're thinking of the everyday user when they're putting these parts in their in their computer. You know, it's funny you say that because I I I think that's exactly what they're thinking of. They're thinking of you know the the person who's like I don't care what processor, I don't care blah blah blah. I just want to buy this computer. I want it to work. That's always been Apple's strategy because 99% of the population is like that. They're just like, I go to the store, 
I buy my computer, I want to fire it up and it to work. And that's who Apple focuses on, or that's how they build their stuff. I think they definitely marketed their stuff and they did a good job doing that to the, the web designers, the graphic design, that artistic community, because those are the, like, that's a trendy thing. Like those people want your stuff, your stuff's going to get big. But I think that's, you know, that's always been their thing is it just works, right? Like you buy an Apple product and you kind of know what you're going to get and it's, right. it's just going to be, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have that bottom end part of the market where it's like, okay, that experience isn't going to be good because it's a value product or a low cost leader product. It's like a, no, we only buy, we only do the high end or, you know, and all the products are going to work well and you just plug it in you fire it up and you know, it's going to work. You know what I mean? I feel like that was always their thing. That was always their shtick. It was like everyday people use Mac. See, and I've been rocking a Mac for the last, well, 10 years now, I think, is when I bought my first one. And I think what I was most fascinated by when I first got into it is, like, battery life on my laptop. Yeah. You know, that battery life led the way on that, right? Yeah. Oh, compared to what my friends were having and even my previous laptop before that, that thing was... I was lucky if I got three hours out of that battery. Meanwhile, I got this MacBook, which, granted, the the screen was smaller, uh, the computer itself is smaller, but all of a sudden I was getting ten to twelve hours out of one charge. And oh, for sure. Like, I remember. I remember that back in college too. It was like MacBook around then, especially. It was like they came out with this product that it just led the market in terms of battery life and. Yeah, I had to charge it like at night, and that was it. And then I was good for the whole day the next day. That's sweet. So I was like, why wouldn't I want that? And, you know, nothing has changed since. And, you know, this computer is now four years old. And I would argue the battery is just as good as when I first bought it. Obviously, that's not 100% true. But um, I don't use it in the same capacity either. And so, you know, it, it lasts quite a while if it's unplugged and, and and whatnot. I guess more what I'm trying to get at with all of it is, like, when we're dealing with premium brands, yeah, they appeal to the everyday user. But at the same time, I'm not against other, you know, branding and whatnot either. You know, we talked about, like, Nike shoes. And I remember hearing Shaq talk about his brand because Shaq shoes are sold uh, at Walmart for, like, yeah, 20 bucks a pair. They're so shitty. I remember their pay last year with that guy dunking. It's, and they're so... Well, it's a, a photo yeah. of him. But it's a silhouette of him. But the fact is, is that, you know, he's come out and spoken about how he's like, I'm not in this to get rich. I'm in it to see kids get in love with basketball. You know, he wanted just kids to be able to have an affordable basketball shoe. Basketball shoe. I appreciate that. I mean, big men have always had a hard time selling basketball shoes. But I remember there's actually a, a documentary on Netflix about Stefan Marbury. Similar deal. He had these Starburries. If, oh, if you don't yeah. watch basketball, you won't know who he was. Um, and his whole shtick was like, I want kids to have cheap but cool looking and nice basketball shoes for playing in, in their like, you know, street corner next to the next to the old high school type of games. Um, he doesn't it feels bad that, you know, kids feel like they gotta go out and buy like hundred and fifty dollar Jordans just to whatever. And it's like that's that's noble. But it's so tough because price, any marketing person will tell you, is such a big part of marketing. It's like you don't Absolutely. say, I'm going to make a premium product and sell it for cheap. It's like, no, it's not a premium product anymore. You have to sell it for a lot of money. Otherwise, it loses its luster. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. 
I don't judge anyone with Shaq shoes, but I definitely don't think, oh, sweet Shaqs, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. If I'm seeing a guy who's wearing Shaqs and I see a guy who's wearing LeBrons or KDs or Kyrie, And the Shaqs could be betters, but I'd still, they're more premium. And there's, there's something to also be said about, you know, when it comes to these products. It's not, the product doesn't make you better necessarily as the talent behind the product. But it helps, right? I, I can't stress enough how <laughs> Matt's definitely rocking Nikes only. And, oh, man. Uh, you know, it's just it's just who I am. I just you know what? I can't I, bring myself I, to, to wear nothing else. I love that swoosh. And you know what, listeners, maybe you've picked this up over listening to us. Maybe not, but I'm kind of a cheap guy. Not cheap, <laughs> but like... Kind of? Like, we know some cheap people, though, Matt. We know some real cheap people. I'm oh, not like that yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, do we? I'll spend you the know, money. Here's the thing. I isn't seek it... value. I'm like, I need to get a deal, or I need to find value. I need to see this is worth it. But I will pay for that swoosh. I don't know what it is. Darn right. But it's like, you know who's made good shoes now? New Balance. Like, I go to the store, and I'm like, these New Balances look dope. But I cannot buy a shoe with that big Excuse N on me? it, because yeah. those are the dad shoes <laughs> that, Mm-mm. you know what I mean? It's like, go to Sportcheck and look at the New Balance, and you'll be like, oh, shoot, these are actually pretty, pretty tight Dude, shoes. But buddy, I can't buy New Balance. My buddy Nick... Uh, mm-hmm. he was on the show once when you weren't available. Um, Nick Johnson, shout out to Nick. He is a he was rocking New Balances and they looked pretty cool. Yeah, but that big end, nope, New Balance, bro. The New Balance, okay. You know, like even Reeboks. I'm like, ah, I could maybe do Adidas, but not even Reeboks. Why? I have no clue. I could <laughs> be wrong. It could be. I could Reeboks could be a better brand than Adidas. I don't know what it is. That's just something I grew up with, and it was like Reeboks were lame. So That's the thing. Adidas owns Reebok, and yet, nope, I would never oh, wear. Reeboks. See, I'm not even. I'm, I'm giving my money to the same people, and I wouldn't even yeah. know. <laughs> but here's the thing: to quote the great modern philosopher Drake, <laughs> uh, checks over stripes, bro. Checks over stripes. All right. Yep. Checks over stripes. I'm with them. Dude. Oh, that reminds me. Let's change gears here a little bit. This reminds me of a funny story that happened this weekend. Okay, okay. Go with it. Okay. So my nephew, this kid, I really like. Like, I love all my nephews because they're funny. I like watching these boys grow up and do, like, boy things. But he's, like, super into basketball. He just loves it. And so it's like he'll be out there for hours just shooting around. Uncle Jerry, look at my game. Watch me do my thing. Let me do You know, like, he's doing layups and he's... We had a push-up competition. Oh, he did. Snap. He's he's gonna be twelve in the fall. Yeah, he did fifty push-ups in a row. Fifty in a row. I could wow. only do forty-six. His push-ups weren't <laughs> as good, obviously, because he's a kid. But could you imagine? A tw- I could not do any push-ups at twelve years old. The moral of the story, folks, anyways, is that Tarek lost a push-up contest to his twelve-year-old nephew. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Don't, too, don't I had gloss to like... over that, T. Wow, I mean, <laughs> kid did fifty pushups, good for him. I mean, it was funny too because I told him like he's like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I'm like, dude, you're the JV team. You win, and it's awesome. You lose, and nobody cares because you're 12 years old. <laughs> and you're also on the <laughs> JV you team, take bro. This challenge. You take this challenge, anyways. So my <laughs> my brother-in-law, his uncle was like at the basketball court with him, and he was just messing with him. He was like, hey man, you know you've been working basketball basketball pretty hard, but. I mean, it's going to be tough for you because you're not, and he's not, he's not black. <laughs> you know, he's got red hair. He's like, because you're not black, man. And black guys, they're just made for basketball. They jump higher. They run faster. 
it's just crazy, you know. It's like they were born to play basketball. It's and he just went on like this for a while. He was just messing with them. And my nephew looks at him. He's like, "Man, that's racist." <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids—they make me laugh, man, with all the nonsense they come Dude. up with. Uh, let's just point out a couple things. One, how is your nephew not black? Well, he's got like a little bit of color in him. But you never know it by looking at him. He tans real good, though. <laughs> okay, okay. White mom? Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, his okay. mom is super yeah. white. No, that's fair. That's fair. You know, and- gosh, I mean, I'd be lying, though, if I didn't hear underlying racism, like, my whole life when it came to basketball. Because yeah. I grew up in a pretty, well, you know what? There was, there was a mix of races within my school but very few black guys and people and would freak out when the other team had black guys on it who could get up and like dunk not to say that because <laughs> you're black you can dunk because i mean if you met Tarek, you know that he can't dunk but, <laughs> but the fact is, is that like people all of a sudden like panicked as soon as they saw black guys on the other team oh shoot what are we gonna do and that's in a sense well you like, know what almost, that happened to me too but I was on the team. What's the opposite Hey-o. of racism, though? Because it's like, uh, you're not equal- putting them down. Equality? You're almost like... <laughs> That's just being prejudiced. But it's, it's prejudice, still a little but it's like, Yeah, it's prejudice. It's prejudice in the other way. Racism, in my opinion, is when you are trying to show that your down. race is greater than another race. You know, yeah, yeah, or yeah. that a race is less than yours because of the fact that they're a different race. This is the opposite and it's, where and you're that's like, fair. man, they're way better because I they think are another the, race. The actual definition is discrimination. So it's like, and not like in a negative way, just like discriminating between people because right. of race. So I think it would still apply. Um, but it's funny, though, that you mentioned that because it's actually, it's actually pretty tough um, for black people who aren't good at basketball. Because it's like you walk in and people expect you to do be good at something. Right. And then it's like, awkward it's like people I, I remember this too like whoa Tarek must like rap music and uh throwback jersey you know it's just like it's weird you have this pressure put on you oh i bet he's a great dancer i bet he's a great singer i bet he loves rap you know and it's like i i like what i like man just cause, you know what i mean so it's like it's funny that there's pressure on that the other way this isn't a racist comment in any way but can you tell me a single black guy that you know that doesn't have rhythm on a dance floor I'm sure there are plenty, man. Mm, but have you met one, Derek? Because I have not. No. That's Maybe. exactly it. Uh-huh. Point them out. N- name them right now in front of me, T. All I'm saying is, and that's so much pressure on that poor kid or that poor person because it's like, oh, they go to the dance and it's Canada, so they're probably, depending on your social circle, they're one they're of the most only black likely a minority. Like, Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, but it depends on your social circle, and it's like, okay, and then you're the guy who can't dance. Or who doesn't care about, like, rap music or, you know, think Beyonce's amazing. I don't know. You know, whatever it is. It's like, oh, you put this person in a bit of a box. And I don't know. It's 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 wild, you know. Because Asian people have the same problem, you know. Like, so right. you're not good at math. And, Ooh, yeah, that's uh, you, a good point, I guess. Parents, you're not going to try and be a doctor or a lawyer or something? <laughs> you know, I feel like there's far less, like, positive ones that go to a lot of other races, though. Let's be real. And don't get me wrong. That's true. White people and black people have not had a great history, especially on this continent. Um, 
But the fact is, is I feel like in the modern world, mm, nope, I can't even speak to it. You know what? I'm going to shut up before I say something that's going to sound super ignorant or something like that. No, don't risk it, eh? Yeah, no, not not worth it. Not, not I guess it. I'm just not more worth. saying like all the things we just said about like that you've encountered even as a black guy within Canada and within your social circles, which are predominantly white, correct? Yeah. You know, that the majority of them are like shocked because they're they're really like I would say that almost all of them are like positive attributes to have. You know, that you're not good at something. You know, it's not that you're bad yeah, at something or whatever. You know, whereas I find you know, because I've heard these conversations, I'm not going to say that I participate in these conversations, but I've heard them, especially when it comes to like, you know, shout out to all all our Asian listeners. But let's be real. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes a joke about Asian drivers. Let's not yeah. act like that doesn't happen. Right. It's true. It's true. You know, and I'm just I'm just saying I don't hear as many positive ones about other races within the world. As I do about all the ones you just listed about you being a black male within a predominantly white social circle. It's true, and I mean, there's a lot of negative ones, obviously, right? Like, oh, of course, of in course. terms of like, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. which is obvious. We don't have to get into. <laughs> let's, let's maybe leave those ones out, T. Let's be positive. But I mean, it, it's it's always been a funny thing because I've never been like your stereotypical black guy, and it's like there's huge parts of there's some parts of black culture, quote unquote, that I would probably. You know, be like, whatever, I get it, or I'm interested, or I care. And there are huge parts where it's like, nah, I just don't, I'm not interested in that. And it's like, I've been fortunate enough to not care that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been right. in social circles where it's like, you know, it's not a big deal for me. But like, no, I don't care. And people be like, oh, really? I thought you would. And I'd be like, no. But there's a lot of people who just feel this pressure and they're like, oh, shoot, I guess I'm not a good black person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Which is yeah. like a weird thing to think about. Do you ever have that with like indigenous things? Well, you know, there's a lot of negative... I hear very rare... Rarely do I hear a redeeming quality about Native culture within Canada. Really? That's so sad, man. Tell me all the positive things you hear about Native people. Please, list them off, T. I got all night. We'll be sitting here over quiet microphones, (laughs) I think. Because guess what? Yeah, I'm Native, but at the same time, it's like... I didn't grow up in Native culture a lot. My, yeah, so I mean, similar. Yeah, and the other part too is like my complexion. For those that don't know, I'm pretty friggin' white. Yeah, you so, could play it off if you didn't want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I never identified as like along because you have to understand where I grew up. There were a lot of reserves in the area. There's a a pretty decently high native population. Um, in, I mean, especially in comparison to other races, it's kind of like white people, natives, um, Indian people. And like then, from India. Yeah. And then, you know, a, a muddle and mix of, you know, very few of other cultures and slash races. Um, but, you know, like I grew up with like a couple Asian guys in my high school and like two black guys that I can think of off the top of my head in my high school. You know, like it, it, there wasn't a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But there are very rarely positive attributes directed towards native people i would say in which canadian is, which is canadian culture which really sad it is but you know i would also say that you know a lot of the stereotypes if you go to any given city you can find those negative stereotypes but you can also find a lot of positive 
you know, native, inf- like native, um, I guess, role models within those communities as well, if you totally. want to. You know, my dad totally. and my brother both have a darker skin complexion. Both look like they are native. Mm-hmm. And both are successful men, both married with children, having, you know, my dad obviously raised me and my brother, um, and I would say we turned out pretty darn good. Uh, my brother is raising my niece, who I think she's great, even though she's only like a year and a half old. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, it's a pretty small she's sample okay size, so but far. I think she's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased too, but I think she's pretty great. And, you know, they're, they're both very respected within their social circles and within their communities and whatnot to the extent that people know them. Right. Totally. Um, but there's also a lot of na- like negative men. I worked in a homeless shelter that was predominantly filled with native people night in and night out. And you want to see the pitfalls of uh, addiction and, you know, racism towards me because I'm white. And oh, even though, even though, yeah. I mean, I'm three I'm quarters white. Like, let's you. not act like I'm. No, I'm with you. But it's like. Yeah, anyways, keep going. It, yeah. And it's just like it's sad to see. So you can find it either way. It's entirely up to you. Um but yeah, no, I I I just think that there are very few positive qualities you hear about native people within our country and stuff, which, you know? Which is maybe an issue, right? Like we maybe need to, you know, because you look at the history, like if you even do even like a modicum of research in Canada and you see some of the policies of, um, for those who don't know, there's a, uh, what is this, like a, an MP who's in charge of Indigenous relations in Canada. Right. And it's like, these policies were terrible oh, up yeah, until, man. I want to say, fairly recently. It's like, this is obviously structurally racist against this group of people. And it's like, you know, you hate to say this explains it, but it's more like, okay, well, you know, this it, it, this explains, I don't know, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's 100%. like, this, the, the country's policies institutionally war against this people group and it's like i don't know it'd be nice to see some stories like i met i met um i was at a a diversity conference which sounds super lame (laughs) but i was at a diversity conference the other day it was a year ago at an oil company oil and gas company um and there was an indigenous fellow who was leading it and you know led us through some like um indigenous prayers and stuff and in his native language and he's like honestly He's like, I work hard, and he's, you know, it's again, good role model, successful guy, encourages indigenous entrepreneurs in the oil and gas industry, and he's like, because right. oil and gas companies, for all their negative PR, um, especially now at the, you know, Trans Mountain Pipeline for the locals who get that yeah. reference, he's <laughs> like, they have been working with indigenous communities since the Canada since Canada was founded because they've had to extract the resources from yeah. indigenous land, and he's like, they they understand partnership a lot more than most. Because of it, so it was kind of interesting to listen to this guy and hear a perspective from a, you know, this is like a, a oil and gas professional, indigenous guy who was working hard to to make stuff happen. So, right, yeah, see, that is too bad. You're right, though. We don't see a lot of strong. Oh, you know who is a strong indigenous uh, person in Canada? Don't Jane. Say it. Remember Jane Jane Philpot? Do you remember her? Oh no, I. That's no the MP that. who stood up to Justin Trudeau and said, "Nope." The Attorney General who said. Ooh. Who Justin Trudeau lights a fire? <laughs> oh. 
Did you not know she was indigenous? No, I didn't. I don't even know who she is, dude. I don't follow Canadian politics that closely. I won't lie to you. Oh, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. I'm sorry, T. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I mean, I would just say it's sad to me, but at the same time, it doesn't affect me because I. No, that's fair. I don't really identify with one particular. I, I mean, I'm a human being. You know, that's who I identify with. I don't no, I hear you. And that's the color that's how I feel too. I'm just. I mean, more like sad and like a empathetic, like oh, no absolutely. group should have that be their be their thing. But yeah, I would agree with you there. That that is a fair point. You know, you're right. No group should. But guess what? The reality is, our our modern world is very much based off of the exploitation of other people groups. You know, that my eyes were even open to it within um, like Irish history. I was reading this book. Uh, I gotta look up what the title of it was. Uh, the Immortal Irishman, like in the... that's what it was called. And it tells the story of this Irish guy, uh, I want to say his name's like Thomas Marr, if you, it, it looks like Thomas Meager, but, uh... It's pronounced Marr? Yeah, it's Why just, put it's a, a gene funny... there? There's a gene Just comes with like a bottle of whiskey or what? <laughs> well... Like just give you a book? Is that I'm a sure bad stereotype I made about Irish people? <laughs> <laughs> the fact, the fact is... <laughs> When you hear the history of how the British treated the Irish, that'll make yeah. you sad, man. You are treated beneath, like the dirt on the bottom of their shoes, man. Like it's true. They were treated, and it's like, physically like trash. you look at them, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They might be some more redheads or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just the fact that like that was that's that's the culture. You know, you think about the way the Spanish, you know, conquered huge parts of like central america and you know there was rumors that if the english and french didn't come to canada and the united states that it would have been the spanish who moved up this way anyways yep and you know they weren't kind people either so you know it just the way that colonization works within this world like it's a pretty dirty business around the world and you'd think well you know why why did any of it have to happen well it's just it's what happens it's what's happened yep. throughout all of history are Look awful. At, we just are yeah now hopefully you know, we're getting better but i'm not convinced no we're definitely actually not what, let's I be think, real humanity's still humanity we yeah better. we're educated but look at like the conversation we're working around, hard to get better but look at the conversation around racism in the United States over the last like five to ten years, when did the Trayvon Martin thing happen? Because to me, yeah. that was like a that was a big milestone for me because I I never really thought that racism was still a thing, and then that happened, and then there were a bunch of you know young black Success men who were being killed by police officers, and it just kind of it really got me sad because I thought like what is our world coming to, you know? And yeah. then there was that whole thing where like those police officers got shot. And at like a yeah, Black Dallas, Lives Matters, no, oh, was it Black Lives Matters? I can't remember. I don't know what they were doing. It was some sort of parade or something. I think I don't, or maybe it was just they were responding to a call or something. I can't remember. It, it's more just a fact. I shouldn't be trying to associate like cops dying with Black Lives Matter because that's not what I'm at all saying. But just more the fact that you know it just escalates and escalates, and it's like I want to have faith yeah. within the police officers on every street, no matter what country you live in. And I also want to just be able to have faith in the rest of humanity as a whole. That like, why can't we get along? I don't get it. It's I true. got no ill will towards anybody in this world. Well, 
I mean, that's not entirely true. There's definitely some people who have pissed me off, but um, nobody has, like, gotten me to a point where I would want to harm them or harm their way of life or anything like yeah. that. Like, and you wouldn't say, why don't only just hate you? I hate everybody who looks like you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's definitely never yeah. going to happen, right? So Exactly. Yeah, no, and I mean, it is discouraging because, but at the same time, I think we're making progress and we can't just be discouraged. It's uh, why I always refer to it as, well, I normally talk about apocalypse fatigue because, you know, everything's going to crap all the time, it seems like, but it's just like you can get like, almost like, uh, I don't know, activist fatigue. I don't, I don't think activist is the right word, but it's like, there's always something, the world's always messed up and you can kind of be like, why do we, why do I even bother? It's like, yeah, it's just another thing. Who gets, See, who cares? I think I struggle with like outrage culture. How, yeah, outrage fatigue is a better word. I I think I have no problem with people standing up for what's right. I think I just really struggle with how people everyone get outraged for dumb get, stuff. Oh, so stupid! It's like guys, just so give it a, much dumb give it a stuff. Bit of a rest. Can you not? Like Whew. I begin, to and wonder, so it's so tough to find the balance. Well, and I begin to wonder whether or not these people are just wanting their name in the paper. If they just want yeah. recognition in some way, like yeah. they're the ones who stood up for some cause, and it's like. Okay, bro, if that's what you wanted, okay, we'll put your name in the paper, now move on, because y- your life isn't actually all that cool yeah. or interesting, yeah. and nobody actually cares. Can't stress that enough. And, you know, it's funny, because there was, you know, I feel like what ex- describes it well is there was this commercial, if you might remember, because it was kind of controversial, people were a little upset about it, but it's a Pepsi commercial, and it's got featuring Kylie Jenner, one of the Kardashians, and she is doing her makeup and getting ready for something, and then she grabs her Pepsi, and then she notices that there's a group of people protesting something. I don't think they even make it clear what she's pro- what they're protesting. And she grabs her Pepsi, and she protests. Everyone's like, what? She doesn't even know what she's protesting? She didn't care about it until she saw the group walk by? You know what I mean? And it was just kind of like, yeah, that's outrage culture. So, you know, the people who are generally outraged probably actually care about it, but there's so many people who are just kind of like, yeah. You know, I feel like in, in millennials, they sort of jump on things and they, I don't know. There's still plenty of injustice in this world, but it's like, boy, people need to lessen and pick in battles and Dude. understanding what needs to be outraged for and when it's actually an issue. Hey, I know this is a complete, this is Matt not turning the topic because we planned this. But this is Matt going full on off-roading here. This ain't even just a rabbit trail. This is, we're taking on some new territory here. Uh... How about Kylie Jenner for just a sec? One, she's gorgeous. I don't know who that is. I'm not going to lie. Two, I just learned this because I was reading this article about how she makes one point something million dollars per like Instagram post that she does for like advertising purposes. I believe it. Million dollars. I'm not sure which one of the Kardashians she is. I'll be honest. You can show me a picture of them. I couldn't pick out Kylie Jenner in a lineup. Bro. She's the youngest. Impressive. She's billionaire, or worth over a billion dollars. Worth over Ooh. a bill. Like the same way that Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in the world. It's all built up in stock and equity, right? Well, I mean, and the thing is, wow, she's so young. It's like, like you said, her value is just the fact that people like who she is and care about what oh, she does. Oh man, it's her makeup, bro. Do you know what makeup? about this girl, dude? My goodness, I just you told you, I couldn't. Up. I couldn't point. I don't get me wrong. I would recognize her face and say that is a Jenner slash Kardashian, but I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it is. Listen, just maybe before you do research, let your wife know. I why have no intention Your to research history might be full of Kylie Jenner <laughs> searches. Rita doesn't but, check my search history, <laughs> <laughs> just in case it comes up. Anyways, fact is, 
Um, my my point is that yeah, she's gone with this whole makeup, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, the influence from her her family, and especially from Kim Kardashian and and whatnot, has definitely helped this. But she has this whole makeup industry. Like, she's mm, gosh, I <laughs> might be an overstatement to say she's the apple of makeup, but dude, she's worth like a billion dollars. And she's the youngest, what do they say, the youngest self-made billionaire. Because she's only like 22. That's wild. 22-year-old billionaire. Off of, off of all this makeup. Now, I don't think it's actual tangible cash, a billion dollars, like hey, I said. Hey, man, a billion you know, dollars in net worth is fine by me. She's, it's a, she's very exactly wealthy. It. The, the net worth is a billion dollars. But the fact is, she's like 22. That's incredible. Incredible. Good for her. Good for so, her. I gotta be honest though. This is my biggest frustration. I, I I'll tell you right now, listeners. I lo- I long to and I hope to someday have a daughter. I do. I think it would be lovely. I would love that. And it's like, and I don't want this to come across this way. But <laughs> Hang it's on. like, really think before you speak, T. Ah, I, think I can't I'm just stress enough how care. it's important. I'm gonna be to controversial. Really think about I don't the next care. Words. I don't care. But it's like. Do we need more women who just care about fashion and makeup? It's do, don't we have enough? Can you not care about something else? Excuse it's like me? that's a completely legitimate thing. If that's your passion, good on you. But it's like uh, I wish you were passionate about something more interesting and more intriguing than fashion or makeup. Terry, <laughs> if your daughter and it's an unpopular opinion, I don't somehow care. Somehow grew to be taller than you. Had okay. your figure that you had when you were like 17 18 because you were pretty you were pretty thin you're pretty thin, you, were pretty okay. thin right listen i, I never know said you're you a muscular it. bro All i said right. you're thin. listen if we did a before and after i know you from, were looking so close <laughs> i would say now but based on the view i got earlier tonight i don't know that i can oh, say now i can tell you uh, a funny story about that this week but anyways keep going but listen the fact is if she was that tall she mm, let's maybe say she had your wife's features and you know just because let's be real here i don't oh, know that i, I mean can i look, look like at, a... I, I <laughs> anyways uh back to before i get myself in trouble fact is and she has just like the perfect figure to be like a model yeah and there were modeling agencies that were like listen mr williams and mrs williams We'd really love it if future daughter here uh, would possibly come in. Well, you know what I mean. That she's not a yeah. current daughter. Uh, if she was yeah, yeah, to be yeah, a model yeah, for us, like, honestly, what, at this what point in my do? life, I would be like, nah, she's good. I mean, if she wanted to, obviously, I would support her. Probably but it's like, is. if it was up to me, I'd be like, ah, what Dude, a you tough. Just tell industry. me how you want to be rich. Dude, no. ride those children's coattails, man. I have no desire me? to be the uh, who is it? Joe Jackson, Lindsay Lohan's mom, Beyonce I mean, Knowles' dad. Those are abusive parents. Not interested. Listen, listen. The entertainment industry in general, but particularly modeling and fashion, it's such a hard industry. I have mad respect for those people because it's like there's always someone younger and prettier. And more interesting, and it's like a constant battle for people's attention. It's like you have to be this narcissistic, dude. What about Tyler? But yet Banks? interesting, and then but yet kind of humble. And it's like, oh, I don't wish that on anyone. 
And I like anybody who can manage to live in that and not be complete nutcase. I'm sure they all have to be like medicated up to the nines because it's like you're constantly searching for approval outside yourself, and you're constantly like comparing yourself to other people. It's such a hard life. I would not wish that on my kids. No chance. I would say, hey, listen, if you want to do that, I'll support you 100%. I'll try to be there for you mentally so you can do this industry. But I would love it if you went to school and did something a lot more interesting. Correct. <laughs> Fame and fortune. Do than not just come... being pretty. Fame and no, fortune no, no. do not we come talked and about knock this. on your door. You have to go out and seek it. And I'm if with an you. opportunity like that comes toward you, yeah, you might have and to maybe do some questionable it. things. Maybe you say, let's do this for a couple of years, and then when you are, you know, like I think most models age out at like under 25 or something stupid like that because there's always someone younger and prettier. Bro, it's just be the outlier, man. Be the outlier. Be the Tyra Banks. You can try to be the outlier, but it's like, ah. Oh. Why? Be the Cindy Crawford, like, you know? Oh, I want to just be beautiful, and I want to have a fashion line. It's like, that's cool. Love to do that. But it's like, can't you try and contribute more? Oh. And these people do. They they take their nature charity and stuff like that from their vast resources. But it's like, no, I wouldn't wish that on my daughter. But if that's what she wants, then so be it. That's the best way I can describe it. I will Ow. support her 100% and make it happen. But it's like, that would so not be my wish. you're not going to discourage her. You're just not going to encourage her. Nope. I would say, use your mind. Use your smarts. If you're actually that pretty, it'll open up a lot of doors anyways because that's just the way the world works. <laughs> it's kind of So true, use right? that to your advantage too, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're a boring dad already and you're not even a dad. Am I a boring dad or is that Dude, like you're boring dad. the unexpected answer? How many dads do you think would be like, hey, your daughter can make millions of dollars acting, modeling, whatever, and they would be like, no way. Yeah, they'd be like, well, be you know changing. Let's yeah, go. exactly. I'm saying I'm the interesting dad. I'm the one who's like, no, dare to be different. Dare to say, leave that money on the table because that lifestyle's awful. Oh, man. Derek, but you maybe you're the boring the dad. Excuse me? Um, I don't you know. would be the guy who'd be like, that? yeah. What's boring about that? Money's Tell on the me. table? Take the money. And then I'd... she takes you to court and said, you mismanaged my finances. And it's just sad. Uh, see, I wouldn't be that guy. That's the thing. I'm okay. smart. That's the difference. I'm not that parent who's like stealing from their kids to you know pay their own bills and you know that's the saddest thing in in the world is like when you see that like sports star who's like claiming bankruptcy because his parents robbed him basically. Oh, that's the saddest thing. Dude, there was a pro hockey player. His name was Jack Johnson. Played for the L.A. Kings. Remember that. And for a couple other teams, and yeah, his parents drained him dry. And it's probably stemming from this like this weird idea of like, well, I raised him, he owes me, and it's like, oh yeah, my gosh, what is wrong thing. with you? Like, I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm the one who's gonna be profitable off of this, and I'm gonna be, you know, living in the lap of luxury. But I am saying, if the opportunity is there to make an absorbent amount of money off of something that comes naturally to you, why not take it? Yeah. And that's the thing. Maybe I'll push the kid to be an actress or a singer. Something where there's talent involved. I don't know. But they can be Either just way, as much of a grind in terms of success. I don't mind the grind. I think Look you got to grind brother. in life. Your brother's an actor. And, you know, yep. he, he would probably tell you just as quickly as any other actor that he's not the only one out there. And there's millions of jobs waiting for him. That's to call him just back. it. He does it because he loves it. He yeah. loves it, and that's fair. If but you love if, it, do it. I will support you 100%. And if you to pursue it but if as a full-time He's gig, not doing it for the money, though. No. No, I don't think anyone does. 
I mean, I'm sure there are those. No, that what do. you're describing is a situation where they're doing it for the money. Yeah. No, as the parent, I want them to do it for the money, bro. Come on, let's let's not with you. let's not muddle that, right? I'm, I'm not saying that the kid only sees the money. I'm saying that me as the parent, I see the dollar signs in my eyes. Okay. All right. Hey, let's take this. Let's take this full circle here. Okay. Did you hear the new Little Mermaid movie? Zendaya, half black, half white actress, who, if Brittany and I were very fortunate, our daughter could look like. Because damn, but <laughs> she's gonna be <laughs> the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Brittany, plug your ears for that last last little bit. <laughs> We've had a conversation about this already, but like, she's gonna be the Little Mermaid, and people are up in arms. They're like, whoa. Little Mermaid is white and pale and has red hair. Mm. Here's the what do you thing. think, Maddie? I I just don't care. I guess I think we have this real. So in general, do you think are you okay with the when they change an a, a character's ethnicity for the sake of changing it? There's no reason. I don't know. Whatever. Here's the thing. I think we get this idea of what the Little Mermaid is supposed to look like from a cartoon, right? From the previous yep. work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it differs from when it's, like, say, a book. And it's like they maybe. Well, the Little Mermaid's based them. on some actual history. I don't oh, really? Not history, sorry. Some actual mythology. Some Danish. Right. So then if that's the some case. Some Danish story of some sort. Then I really don't care. Also, let's be real. Disney rarely misses. Okay, let's not act like Disney is striking out every time they put something in the in the theater. So they're not stupid; they're calculated. They know what they're doing. That's and true. I'm sure now everybody's some... talking about the Little Mermaid. Like, when are, what would they have? We would never have talked about the Little Mermaid if it was like Isla Fisher or Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. But you know, I yeah. I think that people just. I think people, again, outrage culture, man. I think people are trying to be outraged for the sake of being outraged. Um, I also think, you know what? We don't know what this is going to look like in full production. I'm not saying she's going to show up white on the screen or anything like that. But I'm sure she'll be gorgeous because she's already, you know, naturally gorgeous. I'm sure the cast, the rest of the cast, because it's not just one character in this whole movie. uh, The rest of the cast will be awesome as well. Um, I'll be curious to know... Yeah, like there's there's a lot of little bits and pieces to it, but do I care if she's black? No, come on, man. Yeah, let's I be agree. real. And obviously, who, you know, who cares? Like it's a fictional story, people. That's exactly it. And you're getting all the up. Disney princesses are white, besides like three. So like, just can we just let's, let's relax. Be not let's upset. Relax. Yeah, can we just let let some people who aren't white have some roles? Like, but at the <laughs> same time, so I'm a strong believer in you give. A job slash role slash whatever it is to the most qualified person. That doesn't. I'm with you, but it's like there's so many people who will be completely qualified to to, to exactly. do that job. But I'm saying that's the how it comes who out. Most qualified to it, I am always a big believer in. I know that there's always like this push for diversity. Yeah, and I am the worst example of diversity because I am a white male in a very privileged culture. Don't get it wrong. I I know I know that quite well about myself but if there is someone who is a different race than me a different gender than me a different age than me and deserves that job more than me then give it to them i could care less yeah the fact is you know let's be real the last year i've applied on several jobs 
and I never got any of them. Was I upset? No, because the reality is, is like that company has to make the choice that they have to make for their future success. It's not mm-hmm. just about the life of Matt. I wasn't screaming and crying, going, "Man, they aren't diverse enough. They're they're racist." No, like get real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it. The fact is, is like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a minority, so maybe I can't speak to that kind of an attitude. But the fact is, is like, I am always going to be a strong believer in giving the the job the role whatever it is to the person who is most qualified who best fits the idea of what direction they're trying to go so zendaya is the best candidate for the role of the little mermaid for what direction disney is trying to go freaking give it to her i've uh, she ever had a singing role though that's my question i guess i don't know anything about her oh she's in the greatest showman that's that's the movie song singing okay so i never saw that movie but good film you should watch it Okay, I'll check it out. But, I mean, like, that's a great example right there. It's like, if she couldn't sing and she was in that role, then I'd be pissed. Not because oh, yeah, she's that black, wouldn't make any sense. but because Nobody she would can't do that. sing. That's just crazy. Here's but the thing that gets I mean. interesting, though, is that um, because rarely, and I, I mean this, like, rarely is a job given to someone solely based on completely objective, um, who's good at this, who's good at that, who's not good at this, who's totally. not good at that. Because it comes down to, well, who does the hiring manager like? Who does the you know acting manager or the actual manager like and it's yep. all very subjective so i honestly feel like there's almost more like this hurdle where it's like okay these are all your qualified candidates and then it comes down to fit or feel or you know what i mean it's just very wishy-washy things you know so it really becomes hard to like because a lot of people will say well the best person for the job should get the job and it's like oh that's such a that's a moving target it really is. Don't get me Absolutely wrong. You have to be is. qualified, but it's like I feel like that's more like a high water mark. And then once you're qualified, then it becomes down to this: like, okay, this person has the knowledge base, the education, whatever. Now it's like, what about that X factor? What about that subjective quality that we have to? Anyways, hundred percent. No, that's what I you, think. Though. I agree with you. Zendaya should Zendaya should have the job. I don't see what the big deal is. All the yeah, it's just like I don't know. Awesome. It's nice to see more representation in Hollywood from in in big movies and blockbuster movies. I mean, like look at the Avengers. There's like five Chris's, and there's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> yeah, just chill it's out. True. But, it's true. You know, you know but here's is. the other part of it too: is while we're on the Disney corner, dude, have you gone to have you taken your nieces and nephews to uh, the new Lion King yet? I have not. Is it good? You see it? Heard it stinks. (sighs) I'm afraid it will. Here's my thing. This is actually a good topic you brought up. You know, I was talking to some friends of mine the other day about Aladdin. I appreciated the movie. We talked about it a little bit. I thought Will Smith did a pretty good job. But they made a good point. They're like, okay, when they do live action and they don't try to animate the cartoon style, like so much of the jokes and the comedy and the life is from like, you know... Uh, a cartoon lion or a cartoon monkey doing something that's outrageous with their face, like their mouth's on the ground, or like right, when his jaw you know, drops they, they, to they the do bottom. a funny face. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or they do like a face that's impossible, or you know what I mean? Whatever it is, and it's like, okay, if you're doing live action, you can't have those kind of facial features. You can't have that like subtle humor that just comes from like a, a cartoon being drawn a certain way. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. There's so many jokes that play. Just because it's like the the facial features are outrageous, you know what I mean? Or they're just like 
over the top in terms of dramatic and it's not going to happen live action dude that aladdin's a great example of that because and this isn't like a you can't replace robin williams but in a sense you can't because he was so good with his like Im- improvisation and impressions and if you watch that movie back as in the cartoon version you see so many of these like subtle little references where he gets just hilarious with his impressions and you know he does like jack nicholson at one point and yeah you know those are those things yeah, 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 and and, and uh, Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Yeah, 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 and like losing the game t- to a rug. Yeah, <laughs> or when he turns into like that, uh, he talks about like how he can't bring people back from the dead, and he turns green and is like, yeah, skin exactly. Like, you can't do that. In the you live can't recreate action. that. And as good as Will Smith is, he's one of the most outgoing actors out there. You know, he's exciting. Who, whoever, yeah, great gets job at Aladdin. But. but the fact is, you can't recreate what was through like hyperbolic and accentuated features of cartoon cartoon will always trump real life in that sense because you can just go to such extremes with it and so yeah but you know what i heard so many positive things about aladdin in comparison to the lion king lion king Lion King just didn't hit you you should watch the uh, you should watch a lot of Will Smith made it his own, but here's the thing too, and I haven't seen the movie to be fair, so I'll probably watch it soon because I, I like The Lion King. It's one of my favorite movies as well, and it's a Disney movie, yeah. anyways. Yeah. But I feel like over the last what's it been nearly like twenty some odd years since Aladdin first came out, it's like taken on this huge thing and with its Broadway show about the music and the you lights and the show. Yeah, sorry, am I not saying Lion King? You said Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lion King. Lion King has taken on this taken on this huge thing, and it's a beautiful show I've heard. I've never actually seen it on Broadway. But it's like, what made it such a great, like, Disney movie was, like, that humor and that, like, levity with Timon and Pumbaa and with Iago, or not Iago, Zazu and, and uh, Rafiki making jokes and stuff like that. And it's like, I feel like it's taken on this larger than life rule where it's about this big music and this big show. And it's like, if you lose that levity, if you lose that fun, it's not going to be a good movie. And that's what it feels like. It feels like Lion King over the last 20, 30 years has lost the fun because it's become this beautiful show. And it's like, well, if it's not fun, people aren't going to like it. You know what I've actually really struggled with in a lot of these remakes, these live action remakes is the, the voices, because in a cartoon, that's all you have is the voices. Mm-hmm. So you you begin to think of characters in a certain way or are going to sound a certain way. You know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Matthew Broderick are my Simba. Not to say that Donald Glover can't do it. I'm just saying when I, like, if I close my eyes and I think of hearing Simba, I know exactly what he's supposed to sound like when he's young and when he's older. When I think of Timon and Pumbaa, I don't think of Seth Rogen and billy eichner i think of nathan lane and i don't know actually even know who played pumbaa in the i don't know who those people are at all but but i can hear those voices you know um jeremy irons is scar and obviously the one constant through both of them is james earl jones as as mufasa but i even think of like the hyenas were played by like cheech marin and um whoopi goldberg oprah or not whoopi goldberg yeah and they were so funny and you know just very comedic like those are people who are comedians and have been comedians like their entire adult lives and so you can hear that humor come through it and i'm not saying that these new castings aren't as good 
it's just they're different and i noticed it even in like the remake of beauty and the beast shout out to ian mckellen who played gandalf in lord of the rings you can't be my clock guy okay what's his name cogsworth the clock you know anyways you you can't be him i just you're too old bro you're simply too old to be him. Okay? Leave Mr. It, Sir Ian McKellen alone. Dude, it just doesn't work, you know? And so it's like little things like that. That's where I really struggle with these Disney things. Obviously, I don't... Dude, Disney, get it while you can, man. You are a money-making oh, they'll machine. They'll make ton of money. You're so rich. It's just a money pit. Like, Lion King's just like a license to print money. It's not going to be an issue for them, but... I think Dude, the only, like, you know, that would be another interesting top podcast topic, like Disney fails. Like, where has Disney actually failed, like, financially? Because I think the yeah. Solo movie would be yeah, a fail. That's, that's the only one I knows think that of. One, that's right? the only one. That's the yeah. only one that came yeah. to mind as soon as you said that was Solo. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. That's, because you know what? They hit it out of the park right. every time. Uh, a couple of those Marvel movies were like, ooh, a little dicey. But, well, and they might be, like, artistically or, like... Yep. Um. Oh, what do you call it? Creatively not well received, but it's like box right. office loves them. <laughs> yeah, you can't be mad at that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree with you there. Nobody's getting fired if they make a billion dollars, anyways. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's exactly it, and it's very true. I, I hundred percent agree with you. I think that yeah, we should maybe chat about that. We should, you know. That'd be another good topic. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Anyways, folks, it's been a slice. We're at, we're at 57 Yeah, we got to get out of here. We've been chatting for so long with these I know. People. i got to finish eating dinner. i got to go wash my car still tonight. Get some gas in it. Wash you know? your car. Dude, got to wash it. Oh, you, like nice, like, you don't like a nice 55? car wash? Or a nice wash car? Yeah, I'd, I'd no, 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 no. I'm just going to take it down to the, the car wash and give it a good hose down. But So I'm not going to go out there and like yeah. scrub wax on it. Okay. But uh, I'm definitely going to go take it for a wash, you know? Got to treat it with a little respect. Good. That's supposed to be nice. That makes sense. Dude, and it's also so hot out all the time here that, you know, Yo, not a bad time. Yeah. Dry it up real quick. Dude, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Anyways, folks, it has been a slice. We will chat with you next week. Talk to you guys later. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, no dough on the booty. Yeah, there go mace, there go your cutie.